It's the Sweet 16. This is so much fun. It's March Madness, and it's been madness. And I love when newscasters always get shocked. They're shocked. Are you shocked for real? Maybe last year not having the tournament made people forget that any tournament has upsets. There's always upsets. Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. My name is Seth Everett. The head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook is Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, is it an overabundance of upsets? I don't think so. You've had ones before. You don't always get a two versus 15, but it's not like the first time that's ever happened. No. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There have been, there's certainly been chalkier March Madness tournaments where, uh, you know, your one seeds and two seeds are getting through the opening weekend. The weekend that only ended on Monday this year with some curious scheduling with everything being in Indiana. But, you know, the madness happens every couple of years like this. This isn't too surprising. And I think, uh, you know, college basketball is certainly one of those sports where it's very difficult for fans, diff- very difficult for a lot of these broadcasters. A lot of these broadcasters aren't even covering college basketball for a good deal of the year so it might be shocking for them to the extent that they're not really aware of who's good who's not so good having said that the committee certainly wasn't sure that Loyola was any good a top 10 team at Ken Palm all year Ken Palm who is to me the authority on college basketball and they were given an eight seed in their region uh, poor Illinois so yeah there were there were some upsets but that is the nature of the tournament it is high variance it's 40 minutes, one game, uh, and a team that gets hot shooting the ball. Like we saw Oral Roberts against Ohio State. Uh, at a certain point, how do you stop a team that's going to chuck threes from that far out and hit them at the rate that they do? So uh, I think none of I, the tournament is meant to be shocking to the extent that, again, but with that's all part those of the variables, right? Exactly. With all these variables in play, it's chaos is meant to occur. If Ohio State plays Oral Roberts in a best out of seven, yeah, Ohio State's going to win that series more than likely, uh, even if they were big favorites in that game and blew it. I mean, that is just the nature of this. This is why it's so exciting when teams from schools that you've never heard of with players that you've never heard of who may end up doing nothing after this. Right, and you don't uh, know who any of these players are anyway. How many fans that are putting money down on these teams know four guys, two guys on Oregon? I'm not talking about Oral Roberts, okay? I, that's it's not that. Tell me, tell me, two guys on Florida State. The th- the disparity that I find in college basketball, and this is more now than it ever was, is the regular season of college basketball is irrelevant. It is not watched. It is not discussed. It's not gambled on. The disparity between the amount of interest in the NCAA tournament versus anything else. And that's why I'll admit it. I took chalk. I went, I took three number ones when I was picking these brackets, but you know what? Because I haven't seen any of these teams and I cover sports for a living. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I used to get into a normal year. I actually am into the college basketball uh, regular season because you get those preseason tourneys where they're playing in Maui, they're playing in the Bahamas. You usually get like the Big Ten and the ACC Challenge, which is kind of a good early preview for which conferences are on the up and up. Yeah, Big Monday, you have Super Tuesday with the fans going nuts. But the college basketball season just kind of happened this year. No, no, no. It's not just this year, though. It's not just the COVID impact. It, look at last year. Look at the numbers for last year. How many games were paid attention to last year? Now, last year, the, the, the tragedy of last year was they didn't get the tournament. 
to me, the tournament is 85% of college basketball, whereas the NFL playoffs are 55% of football. Right. And that'll be a, ch- a challenge for college basketball in years to come in that uh, in trying to address that disparity. I don't know if they can. I mean, right. again, and it m- makes m- this tournament I'm- fun because you don't know any of these teams and nobody does. And that's why it's fun. And that's why it's sports. And that's why for the book, Seth, it was our most profitable weekend in March Madness history. Those opening four days Tell me. were absolutely nuts. So these upsets are good for us because if you don't know anything else, you know that Gonzaga, which is one of the one seeds still left, uh, you know, one of the blue bloods still in there. You know, Baylor certainly got challenged a little bit. Michigan got challenged last night. Illinois got absolutely humbled by Loyola Chicago. And Cameron Crutwig, who looks like after this, he will be a Chicago-era cop. Beautiful mustache, beautiful ball. I love when kids that are still in college already have a larger receding hairline than I do, Seth. Makes me feel pretty good about where I'm at at my life right now. But it's, yeah, you, these don't, they don't look like ter- traditional basketball stars. They're not playing at Blue Blood, Blood Schools. We don't know anything about them because there's just not that kind of coverage. If you're not playing in a big conference, nobody has any idea how good you are. Again, unless you're a Ken Pomeroy or someone like me who uh, does actually pay attention to the regular season a little bit. But yeah, the, the tournament is what the average fan tunes into. And the upsets were crushing to the players. Uh, you know, Having said that, if Illinois were able to come back in that game, I mean, that would have crushed our weekend as live betting at Pavada continues to just take on this new kind of insanity and, and the, the madness of the term. How could Illinois, a one seed, they won the Big Ten uh, tournament. They pro- could have won the Big Ten regular season if Michigan didn't have, uh, you know, games canceled to kind of screw up uh, their record in a very weird year. How right. does this team with a guy like Cameron Crutwig, who looks like he should be playing in a men's league, you know, don't get me wrong. We, we're not about body shaming on this show, but he does not look like the prototypical star that you would see lighting up March Madness. And he was a force. Illinois had no idea what to do with him or the rest of that very well coached team from Loyola in that game. And that is the beauty of the tournament, but that is what makes it so hard for players uh, betting into it is that, uh, you know, but it's infectious. I, I, as it's infectious. Make- We're going to look at all all eight matchups. The Sweet 16 is so much fun because all of these at this point, throw the seeds out, throw the seeds out. You want to tell me Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, you're going to go by the seeding? No way. I, I would be wouldn't be surprised if more people are betting for Oregon State, except for the fact that there are non sports fans that are gaga about Loyola, Chicago because of that sister gene. Yeah, it would be very curious to see what kind of overreactions we have as the tournament progresses now. And we are starting to throw out this idea that the Big Ten is going to uh, run roughshod over the field. Uh, they were at the top of everyone's efficiency rankings uh, this year. And then Ohio State went out the way they did. Illinois with a brutal first round, ma- uh, a second round matchup against uh, Loyola. And Michigan, uh, one of the few teams standing. Even Rutgers gave Houston a game, leading for most of that before Houston came I back. I could have sworn Rutgers was going to win that game. And we talked about it last week, uh, Seth, uh, at Bovado, we had a million-dollar liability on Rutgers making the Final Four because I think one of our traders added an extra zero on top of those odds, and that trader is uh, feeling a little bit better today. But, uh, yeah, that was something that, you know, we can laugh about now, but he might have had tough explaining that come Q1, Q2 bonus time at the Bovada Compensation Committee. I can just uh, just imagine. All right, let's take a look at the Sweet 16 matchups. Again, we can size them up any which way. 
Uh, Baylor has to be the favorite against Villanova. We're starting in the South bracket, but they're all these games are in the same place. So it doesn't matter. And I would have named them the Norris, the Patrick, the Adams and the Smythe divisions, but come on. I'm trying to make Patrick Morrow laugh. God <laughs> darn, darn, man. Uh, Baylor and Villanova. Villanova is a team that has national championship uh, history. Their coach uh, there's, there's so much there, but Baylor's a force. Baylor is a force, uh, and their season was certainly an interesting one. They got off to a really hot start. Uh, you know, I'd say for about the first half of the season, everyone talked about Gonzaga and Baylor as one in one A. Baylor kind of fell off a little bit. They had games canceled. Uh, they ended up with a couple losses in what ended up being a pretty tough Big 12 conference this year. It kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. But, uh, you know, they are looking good. The bracket breaks, breaks the way it does. They are currently six and a half point favorites over Villanova right now, Pavada, And they're taking about 65% of the money on that game. Villanova looking a little bit better after bowing out a bit early in the Big East conference journey. And then, of course, you have Oral Roberts, who nobody knows anything about, going up against Arkansas. So is it safe to say that Arkansas advances to the Elite Eight? I mean, gosh, it's, it's not safe to say uh, much about anything certain in uh, March Madness, but Arkansas is one of only two double-digit favorites in the Sweet 16, uh, Gonzaga being the other one. Arkansas currently 11-point favorites right now. And again, we're dealing with a bit of small sample size here, Seth, where, uh, you know, Oral Roberts, they've won two games in a row, knocking off Florida, knocking off Ohio State. They're 11 point underdogs, but they're taking 75% of the money so far. I would say that, uh, you know, and again, this is just advice, not necessarily an endorsement, but there are opportunities to buy low on teams like Arkansas, who had a pretty decent regular season, have been a decent efficiency rating team uh, coming into this tournament. But Oral Roberts is trendy. They're hot. They're knocking off big teams. And they have those juicy payouts that players like. When you can get that four-to-one payout on an underdog money line at Bavada, you know, string along a couple of those. And goodness, you could have done pretty well in the opening rounds of this tournament backing some of these underdogs. So there's almost kind of a Florida Gulf Coast feel to a team like Oral Roberts right now that continues to progress through the tournament and is paying out players. You know, at this point, if you bet Oral Roberts once or twice, you're already laughing. Why not take a run with them? So players will continue to do that. I think while it's not sexy, taking that shot at Arkansas is probably where you might find a little bit of value at Nevada. And again, that disparity is about 80% or so on Oral Roberts right now. The West region, uh, you have uh, Gonzaga and Creighton. You have USC and Oregon. Those two teams know each other from the Pac-12. Um, I think that's a straight pick em. whereas Gonzaga, same thing I'll say about Gonzaga, as I said about Baylor, there's a reason why they had these dominant regular seasons that nobody saw. Right. Uh, and Gonzaga, as noted just a moment ago, the other double-digit favorite in the Sweet 16, they're currently 13.5-point favorites over Creighton in that game on Saturday. Uh, not really much of an action disparity on this one. I, I think there's a couple things at play here. Gonzaga's good. Gonzaga's great. Gonzaga is far and away the best team left in our ratings at Bavada. And, I, you know, you look at a team like Creighton, they had a nice end to the season. They had a good run through the Big East tourney, knocking off Villanova on their way to, uh, I believe, winning the Big East tourney outright. And as a result, uh, you know, there's not much of a feel on this game. This is kind of how Gonzaga games have played this year. How big of a favorite can you make them? They did just barely cover against Oklahoma at the end of uh, Monday's game. Uh, late foul trouble there uh, did in some betters who otherwise were looking pretty good. Oklahoma had only been around 10, 11 points down in most of that game, but... 
hey, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you lose by 10 or lose by 20, unless it comes to the point spread, Seth. And in that right. case, Oklahoma betters. <laughs> exactly. You know, Al Michaels, one of my favorite uh, at shouting that out about things that maybe only a certain uh, select group people care about at the end of the game. But uh, that did uh, come into play as Gonzaga ended up winning by 16. 13 and a half points, a big favorite, uh, the biggest favorite uh, in the second round, in the Sweet 16. However, big favorites have not been covering very much in this tournament so far. Under 40%, uh, underdogs still doing good. Unders hitting really well in the tournament so far. So that might be another thing to watch for in this game. But again, uh, about a 50-50 disparity on Creighton-Gonzaga. Uh, it's, it's wild. It really, it really is a wild time. And uh, it's just, it's continuing to be exactly what March Madness is. All right, what's left? Uh, Loyola, Chicago against Oregon State in the Midwest region. Uh, and then, of course, my alma mater, Syracuse, taking on Houston. Okay, there, there's a perfect example. I watched the, all the Syracuse games. That's the only college basketball team I saw repeatedly. I didn't give them a shot against West Virginia. Why do I give them a shot against Houston? Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy for you, Seth. I'm happy for Syracuse to the I extent thr- that I was uh, thrilled. I'm a fan. I wore a shirt. I cheered, I, but I, I'm not, somebody said to me, well, you think they got a shot against Houston? I said, no, but I didn't think they had a shot against West Virginia either. I didn't even think they, I barely had them beating San Diego state. San Diego state had won 14 in a row. Again, games, nobody saw. So one of the best uh, lines I saw over the weekend uh, was about Syracuse and Jim Beheim, And someone said, Jim Beheim has made a career banking on the idea that 18 to 20 year old kids will get bored and reckless. And it's the zone that that is yeah. why Syracuse, if they can get it's into all the Bill tournament. Raftery talks about too, by the way. <laughs> oh God. I know, but if for like the, the you know, the, the 10, 12 years that I personally have been following college basketball and Jim Beheim has been around forever. Uh, uh, that is something that hey, if Syracuse can get into the tournament because of the zone, because of the high variance of these 40 minute games, they could surprise you. Now they are not built as a comeback team, but they are a team that if they can frustrate you early and get up on you five, 10 points. They are a tough team to come back against. Uh, I think Houston certainly showed themselves vulnerable against Rutgers, uh, barely squeaking out a win and saving Pat Morrow's only futures ticket that he has left. RIP <laughs> Illinois, Sayonara, Iowa. Not looking so good for your boy. A lot of March sadness <laughs> over here so far. But back to that game, Houston currently a six-point favorite at Bovada. And your Syracuse Orange getting about 65% of the betting handle so far. Look, you cannot deny the numbers. And, you know, I, it, Syracuse proves my point on the regular season's irrelevance because this whole season was disappointment. The whole season was, oh, there's not enough games and they, no quad ones and blah, 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 blah. Here it is. Bayheim, 45 years, 35 tournaments, 20 Sweet 16s. This is his 20th Sweet 16. And it's if you're incredible, in a- that's an inc- and he has one national championship. That's an incredible number. And if you're in a big conference, it's, it's always funny how the committee, you could be on the bubble but you're never a bubble team that ends up as a six team. So if you're in one of these blue blood conferences that barely gets in, it is interesting that you do end up with like a 10 or 11 seed. So that, right. you know, like you said, your regular season, it's just getting in the tournament. But when you just get in the tournament, like a Syracuse does, you don't get in there as a 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and have to deal with those really tough opening round matchups against a one or a two, you know, you're in there and you're in the mix and you're, you know, a, once again, a low underdog and a low money line of plus 210, which is implying that, yeah, they've got a third. 30% chance, 30% chance. That's just getting hot from the three point zone, right? You are in this. Can they win? Of course they can. 
It's going to be a late night, Saturday night. And all I can say is I'll have my pom poms. I'll be ready. Uh, my kids, my kids will be cheering. It's fun. And to me, there's it's a different thing when you have a horse in the race. Um, you know, a lot of people look at the tournament. And they don't care who wins. They just, you know, they want to pick winners and, 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 and make bets. And, and gambling dominates the interest level in the final in, in, in the March Madness. But when your school's there and, and look, I work there, I teach there now. Uh, I went there, you know, I bleed orange and, and uh, I'm, I'm rooting for them. That, that, that being said, um, one more region we didn't cover uh, UCLA and Alabama. So if Houston's a six point lead over Houston, uh, over Syracuse, what's Alabama over UCLA? Another two eleven. Alabama is exactly a six point favorite right now at Bavada over UCLA, UCLA that had to survive a play in game. So they are one of the, few teams left that could end up winning March Madness with seven wins instead of six, which would be uh, a first for sure. Uh, so far, not much of uh, an odds disparity. Uh, sorry, a money breakdown disparity in the game. About 55% of money on Alabama. Alabama was the top team in the SEC this year. They played consistently well. They looked really, really good last night in just handling Maryland from start to finish. Uh our good friend Chick, a uh, friend of the show, unfortunately, uh, quite sad about that. He reached into the DMs afterwards. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know what? Hey, that is the sadness of the tournament. I mean, if you look at a team like UCLA, and uh, I'll even put it back to Syracuse for a second. Uh, we talked about big money line odds. Let's talk about big future odds. Team like UCLA that had to play a play-in game. Teams like Syracuse that were on the bubble. These are teams that eight days ago, you could have got them as high as 200 to 1 to win March Madness. Both teams trending now at 40 and 50 to 1, respectively. So you can make a lot of, uh, you know, you, you can buy out of these positions. You can use the cash out feature that we have at Bovada that we apply to futures that takes the updated probability and we'll, we'll, we'll make you an offer. It's like deal or no deal, Seth, that we have uh, started doing just recently. So that 50 to 1 that you have on Syracuse now, if you put 100 bucks on it, at 200 to one, yeah, you know what? We'll pay out some dividends if you want yeah. to surrender that bet now. If you if you don't like Syracuse much further, if you don't like UCLA much further, then you can you can lock in a win right now at your Bavada account. Now, if you're a Syracuse fan like Seth, though, I think you're probably going to ride or die with them right to the end. So you have three number ones still in. How many number ones make the final four? I'm going to go with. So I I had Ohio State knocking. Not off. three. Not three. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Michigan gets there just because they'll have to win two more games where they're very small favorites. Uh, impressive, impressive comeback against LSU. Juwan Howard's doing incredible things with that program. Uh, Michigan only a three-point favorite against Florida State. And if they move on after that, uh, again, that's they will have to win two very slightly weighted in their favor coin flips. I think Baylor got very lucky that Ohio State went down because I thought Ohio State... Uh, was going to be the team that came out of that region. I did think they were going to knock out Baylor. So I'm going to say two make it. I'll say one of Baylor or Michigan is going to lose. And I think Gonzaga absolutely gets there. Gonzaga is just not going to get challenged until they get to the final four. Uh, you know, one thing that has been a big storyline over the course of the tournament is the uh, disparity between the men's tournament and the women's tournament. But we just want to note there are many odds and a lot of bets being placed on the women's tournament, the games are going on while this podcast is being posted. So we try to make this podcast for the people that can see the games and we don't do it uh, ever. And it's not because of the women's tournament, because if I start talking about UConn or, or any team that's, that's uh, you know, and my alma mater is in that tournament too, 
the reality of it is, is by the time you hear our voices, those games will be over. Yeah, and the reality is, is that by the time uh, you hear our voices, uh, Syracuse women will almost assuredly oh, be lost. out. Yeah, we, no, 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 no spoilers, but they entered that game as 20 and a half point underdogs against Gene Oriema's uh, Lady Huskies. Uh, one of the best teams uh, year in, year out in women's college basketball. And yeah, we, we do have the, these odds at Bavada as well. We have futures. We have live betting as well. We have uh, player props. Uh, in these games so and they're what we've seen from our players so far there's absolutely an absolute an appetite pardon me betting on the women's game just like there is the men now of course it's not quite the same as uh, it still doesn't have that kind of coverage it still doesn't have that kind of uh, you know fan base but but it's growing uh, if we would not have done live betting no, those on women's college that was, basketball that was sad that was that was not right and there's no you know there's there's no excuse for that and i want to give a lot of the sponsors uh, uh kudos for stepping up uh it took a social media outpouring to get anything done and you know that's the way it is these days in 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 sports it's you know it becomes all about what happens on social media and that's how it gets noticed yeah that sad little uh, rack of weights that the women had uh was really uh, they might as well have just given them a can of spinach at that point and said have at it set that was really unfortunate it's great that it was rectified and again uh, at Bovada, women's college basketball is serious stuff people are betting serious money into it and uh which is great if people show that if betters show that they have an interest in it in anything at all Seth, and are willing to bet their money into it we will get better at it and we will offer more uh things for people to wager into and we will raise those limits and all we do is respond to our marketplace at Bovada and what the better show us they're interested in. And women's college basketball has continued to grow alongside the success of March Madness and the traditional men's tournament. So I say more power to it, more things on TV, less uh, ping pong in 2021, and we're all going to be happier. Yeah, it should be much, much better. Uh, Patrick, enjoy the games. We'll see you for the final four. And oh my God, I can't believe we're getting to the final four. Already. <laughs> Go Syracuse. All right, that's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. As we uh, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. This is the Bavada at Odds podcast. We will see you next week.